Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to Honest Money. Uh, I think today for me is a it's a really exciting episode. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for quite some time. We're talking uh, to Farn van der Velt, the co-founder and CEO of We Buy Cars. Farn, thanks so much for for joining us. Hi, Warren. Yeah, it's a great privilege. Thanks for having me. So the the reason I've been so excited uh, is is uh, re- regular listeners will know that you know I forever talk about don't buy new cars. If you have to finance them, finance them for a shorter period of time with as little amount of money as possible. And and you run a business that absolutely specializes in selling secondhand cars of all ages and all descriptions to, to people in a, as quick and as efficient manner as possible. So firstly, thank you. I'm a, I'm a repeat customer. So and, and just for everyone's benefit, I'm not being paid to say this. I am a repeat customer and I'm a big groupie. So so uh, firstly, thank you for creating the business and uh, and thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's a great pleasure. Um, yeah, this is an um, interesting business and we never really planned um, to, to create a business like this. It's something that happened over time. So, so fine. I mean, I think um, the, the, uh, people maybe living on the far most rural regions of South Africa might not have heard of the business, but otherwise, pretty much everyone else has. And I thought it would be interesting just to just to get a bit more information about the business of We Buy Cars. And I mean, I know it's an older business now; it's not a not a startup anymore, and it's a massive business. But but I thought for for you to just maybe tell people a bit more about it. Yes, um, I'll give you a brief history. Um, we Buy Cars was founded in two thousand and one. So um, that was when I was still um, very young. In fact, uh, I, I started buying and selling vehicles um, uh, um, when I was still uh, studying and at school. So we grew up not having much. And uh, one year, um, I, I saved enough money to buy a little motorbike, which was 400 Rand. And uh, um, I sold that for 450 um, a while later and uh, then went on to buy something for 800 Rand a few months later, um, which I in turn then sold for 1,500 Rand. And at that moment, when I had that 1,500, I've never touched so much money. And this was um, in the late 80s, I think uh, 89, um, uh, when I sold that motorbike. And I, I just realized that uh, I really enjoy this. It gives me a big kick. And I, I started doing this as a sideline. But I went to study teaching and I actually taught for four years, two years in South Africa, and uh, two years abroad in the UK. And uh, when my wife and I returned from the UK um, after teaching there for two years, we saved quite a bit of money. Um, in fact, we saved 300,000 Rand, believe it or not. And, and that was then in 2001 when we used the bulk of that money to start We Buy Cars. Um, initially, it was a, a really small business. Um, we just stumbled on the name, my brother and I, um, who's my partner in the business. Um, and uh, we thought, uh, what, what name should we choose? And, and we decided on a name that describes what we do. Now, the name suggests that we buy vehicles. Um, and that's always been the focus point. You know, most other dealers out there, they are focused on selling. But we, we realized that if you don't obtain stock, um, then, you know, you can't sell any cars. So that's always been our age and that's our speciality. And today, um, we, we're quite far advanced in 
delivering that service um, in, a, in a much different way and a better way. We, we, we can determine prices better than anyone. Um, we have a data set that, that's so large that we can accurately determine a, a, a realistic price on, on vehicles you know, in seconds. So, um, yeah, the execution of that service is obviously very important, and that's where our company culture that we've developed over so many years, it's a natural thing, but uh, yeah, it's sort of an extension of your own personality. Um, so, so getting the right people in the company has been really, really important along the way, and, and being able to scale the business so that you can deliver this service countrywide was, was quite a big challenge, and it still is. Um, but today, we're a big business. We employ over a thousand people. Uh, we, we buy and sell in excess of 7,000 vehicles per month. So you can imagine it's become quite an animal. A, a thousand uh, a thousand people for me sounds like uh, like about five hundred headaches uh, a, a month and, and just just being an employer of people myself so I, so I can imagine just the scale of doing that uh, with people all across the country must be a heck of a job and then selling seven thousand cars uh, or buying I should say seven thousand cars uh, and and I guess you 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 are the buyer and the seller you're going to buy a car from someone and and then and then sell it to someone else. Uh, as well, so so that's is is that is that fourteen thousand transactions in a month, or is it seven thousand in a month? No, it's it's fourteen thousand, um, and and so we mainly buy from the public where they are. So so the aim is to to serve that person who who's reached that point in vehicle ownership where it's time for a change, whether it's an upgrade or a downgrade or whatever the reason may be. You might be emigrating or or moving into a company vehicle. There are various reasons why people sell vehicles, but um, we do not discriminate in, in any way. So even if it's a very old vehicle, even if, if it's something that, that's seen better days, um, we'll, we'll serve that client. Um, and on the other end, we, we love buying virtually brand new vehicles. Some people will win a car in a competition and they, they sell it with zero kilometers to us. So, so what you'll find on our website is, is um, thousands of vehicles ranging from virtually brand new to 20-year-old vehicles. So there's something for everyone. So the aim is to serve that client wherever they are, whatever they are driving. Now, on the sales side, we have various channels, uh, which means we... We, we, we sell and, and move these vehicles on in different ways, which include auctions, um, just normal cash sales, uh, as well as retail financed uh, transactions. And, and I must tell you, uh, for, for the listener out there, uh, I am I know they'll, they'll buy old cars because that's what we sell, because we buy old cars ourselves, keep them for a long period of time and then sell them. And we've done that a few times. And, and so it definitely does work. Uh, and and uh, interesting journey to watch because you, you you started at I mean it was never your plan I would guess to 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 start on day one and say we're going to have this kind of uh, highly scaled almost internet driven business I mean this was you know this was kind of you and your brother doing pretty much everything yourselves and and then from there you, you create this this uh, I mean absolute beast in the market now and I'm, I'm sure the car dealers must hate you uh, and 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 for me what's interesting about that is. Uh, for a long time, the market here had asymmetric information. In other words, the, the dealers kind of controlled the pricing. You know, you'd find some old book, you know, the, uh, that would tell you what the prices of cars were. And, and I can promise you that price that that book tells you every year is not, not close to what the market necessarily would be. Um, and then all of a sudden, websites came along that helped a little bit. But it wasn't until until you came along that, that you kind of created a market, almost, almost like an exchange. It, it, to me, it's the most similar thing to kind of a stock exchange for cars where – 
in real time, we can we can see and understand prices of cars. And if I look at your prices, it's never very different from what the market should be. You know, what what the I'm not going to talk about your competitors because I, I guess it sounds funny, but I think Auto Trader must be a big competitor for you, although they buy and sell nothing, but they have information. Um, and for me, I always check you on that, and it's very close those prices. Yeah, I, I, I guess the the big difference is you know between saying what a vehicle is worth and and being willing to put your money where your mouth is, uh, is is worlds apart, and and that's also what distinguishes us from some of the competitors who, who try to act as just a platform. You know, um, you need to to be willing to pay that price, and that's at the end of the day. Uh, what will determine uh, the value of a vehicle. Otherwise, it's just a figure in your head. Um, but if a transaction occurs, you know, it, it puts a value to that vehicle. But, um, you know, <laughs> to, to, to just elaborate a bit further, you know, about um, we never envisaged having this big business. We, I'm not a real firm believer in a business plan, although um, a lot of people um, uh, hammer on that all the time before you start start a business, but it never works out that way. We never really had a big plan to have a big business. We we stayed internally focused all the time, and we we just try to do uh, what we do better every day, improve things. We never even had a budget. You won't believe, but five years ago, we buy cars that never even had a budget. We, we, we <laughs> The first investors on board, they were so surprised. They said, but um, how much are you going to spend on marketing this year? I said, I don't know. know. We'll see. Um, You know, as opportunities arise, as a billboard becomes available or a contract to to, um, advertise on radio, we decide on on those things as we go along. And we we had a really good intuition uh, on what worked and what didn't work. But but nowadays, we we do also realize the importance of having a budget. But um, at that point in time, I said, well, a budget is like trying to limit your your uh, blessings. <laughs> um, we always try to exceed budget but <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a big way. And um, and, I, and I guess, you know, j- jumping forward, you, you mentioned you got your first investor, you, you, you added a second investor to, to, to the mix uh, uh, last year. And and so, I mean, I was watching the, the, the interview with the CEO of Transaction Capital uh, and, and he, I mean, you know, they value, and uh, I mean, it, you're, you're, I get you're not a listed business, but I mean, they value, we, we buy cars at over, you know, nearly 4 billion rand. And, and that's, that's an incredible achievement. And, and before, um, before your phone starts going crazy, that, that doesn't mean Farns worth 4 billion rand, please, uh, everybody. Uh, he's got lots of shareholders now, but, but, uh, but, but that's an incredible achievement, you know, in, in a, in a time where South Africa has gone through so many economic difficulties and, and, uh, you know, so many headwinds to, to do that, you know, I think it's, it's a remarkable story, and I hope uh, I hope it kind of keeps getting broadcast around there. So, so well done to you for, for doing that. Th- this is the Honest Money Show, so uh, you know we we when we um we have to ask you some some money questions around this because it's always about uh, about how people can help themselves improve their 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 financial position. So, so I thought you know who who better to ask than you for for some insiders tips? You know, if I'm if I need to buy a car, what what are the things that I that I need to know? What are the things that can help me pay the best price for a car? Yeah, it's um, in in general, you know, you you have to apply your mind um, and common sense, you know. And the more time, if I, if I could give one piece of advice, is just spend time on this. Don't make hasty decisions. Try and educate yourself, you know. Um, if if, if um, owning a motor vehicle is is something you, you're going to spend very little time on, then you can expect to to lose money on that purchase. It would not be a great investment, but to most people, that's the second largest investment you're going to make in your life. So 
um, like uh, most things in life, not, not not everything is fun. Not everybody loves browsing and, and, and looking at cars. So for other people, it would be a, a more natural thing to do. But um, educate yourself. Um, browse websites. Um, read reviews for, for vehicles. And um, uh, motor ownership is not all about just that initial purchase price, but it's also about maintaining the vehicle. Um, so when you purchase a vehicle, consider things like, would this vehicle be uh, expensive to insure? Would this vehicle be uh, high on maintenance? Uh, what would the fuel costs uh, be? And, and, and take all of those factors into consideration. Um, another consideration would be your resale value. So when you are selling a vehicle, try and present it as, as neatly and tidy as possible. Have as much information at hand as, as you could possibly have. Um, in order to to answer the questions and and, and to provide um, information that will help the sale of the vehicle, things like when was it serviced, um, what's the history of the vehicle, was there any repairs done cosmetically or mechanically that's relevant. Um, so all those things uh, will help. Um, so so that's on the selling side. On on the buying side, um, there are so many tips that I could give. Um, uh, I'll I'll keep you busy for hours. Um, People ask me this every day, what should I buy? Should I buy new or used? And there's no real answer. It's again, educating yourself. For instance, you know, um, if, if you went out in 2016 and bought a brand new Toyota Fortuna 2.4 diesel, the entry level one, you could still get back most of your money um, because they were just over 400,000 Rand then. And now you can sell it for exactly the same amount. But if you opted, uh, for a different brand, a less popular brand, uh, or, or a, one of these uh, French vehicles, um, you would have lost over half of, of your money. So, so um, make sure about these things, uh, you know, and, and, and ask the advice of experts. Um, and buy from a reputable dealer, someone who doesn't mind having the vehicle checked out, um, someone who you've Googled and, and, and read reviews about, and, and that you trust. Um, that, that comes recommended. Don't just uh, go and buy a vehicle from, from whoever's advertising a vehicle because there are um, some, some uh, people with bad reputation out there. Um, then, then on the question of buying new and used, obviously um, there are some good new buyers to be had, although we are seeing nowadays that a lot of people are opting for the second-hand hand option. Uh, if we can just go back to January, we've seen the decline in new vehicle sales year on year was sitting close to 18%. Uh, the previous year, we saw 40,000 new vehicles in South Africa. This year, it was uh, 32 odd thousand vehicles being sold. So it's a, it's a steep decline. But at the same time, we've seen that the used vehicle registration stayed more or less on track uh, year on year, similar similar numbers. So, so that's steady, which shows that um, uh, people are opting for that second-hand space now. Um, so yeah, buying, buying second-hand can be tricky, uh, but if you do your homework, um, you, you can still buy a vehicle with maintenance plan, with warranty, and, and, and uh, um, uh, without having that uh, extra expense. Um, what, 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 the, the big mistake buyers make is they want to buy too fancy a vehicle. Now, let's take an example. Uh, for the odd 300,000 Rand, you can go and buy yourself a brilliant SUV today. You can go, even go and buy yourself a Mercedes-Benz ML or a BMW X5, but these vehicles will all be out of maintenance plan, out of warranty, and you run the risk of having big expenses like even just replacing the tires, 
could set you back 40,000 rand on a vehicle such as that. But for the same money, you can actually go and buy a brand new vehicle that's got five years motor plan, warranty, et cetera, like a Polo, something like that. So I always recommend rather buy a newer, but a smaller type of vehicle. You know, um, it's not as fancy. It's not as splashy. You're not going to impress the ladies with that vehicle, but it's a sensible thing to do. Um, so rather buy um, something sensible, something more high volume of which there are many in the market. Um, the advantage of that is is, is, is is obvious. So let's say something goes wrong with your VW Polo. Everyone knows Polos. You can take it to any service station and, and they've probably seen that problem before. The parts are available, it's cheap. But if you buy a niche market vehicle, when something goes wrong, first of all, troubleshooting that vehicle is a challenge. Finding parts is a challenge and you'll end up sitting without a vehicle for weeks. Uh, sorry, that's just a few examples. I know we let it limited for time. And and no, thank you. I think the more the more information we get, the better. And 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 find uh, you mentioned motor plan a few times there. The, one of the themes that we we kind of get from people about cars is you know they always they buy a car, let's say either new or one year old with a motor plan, and then they sell it you know in the six months before the motor plan expires because they're afraid that the price will collapse. Uh, you know, once it's out of motor plan, is that something that you see? Is that is that real or is that a fiction? Um. It is real, in, 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 especially with some of the German makes where maintenance can be really expensive, but I would not be too worried with the mainstream vehicles. Um, and extending uh, motor plans um, aren't that expensive, especially on your Japanese type of vehicles like Toyotas and so on. It's actually cheap because they, they feel that they, they, they would rather charge less for extending the warranty, extending the motor plan, but by doing so, they keep that customer and the customer will come back to them for the servicing and, and maintenance of the vehicle. So, so it's, 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 it's not as straightforward as you might think, but um, it's, it's, it's also sort of priced into the market. You know, as these vehicles reach that point where, where um, the motor plans expire, you, you could potentially see a dip. But um, I would, uh, my advice would be, you know, don't let that be um, what drives you to sell the vehicle. I think a lot of people use that as an excuse to go and buy a brand new car because they just want to. Yeah. But financially, I mean, just carry on driving the car. I mean, you know your vehicle. It's not going to all of a sudden become unreliable. These vehicles nowadays are very reliable. And, and as long as you maintain it and, and service it, you can easily get 200,000 trouble-free kilometers out of the vehicle. So just rather drive, keep on driving the vehicle. The, the places where you lose money is when you do transactions. So rather keep your vehicle for longer and, and really try not to finance your vehicle. I mean, uh, I had a youngster in our business the other day. He's 25 years old and he, he wanted to buy a fancy vehicle and uh, uh, he got finance from the bank and I advised him. I said, but listen, that Polo that you're driving currently, there's nothing wrong with that vehicle. It's got aircon, it's got electric windows. Why do you want to go and buy a 300,000 rand vehicle now? Because once you start this habit, you're 25 years old. By the time you're 50, you'd be still still always upgrading, always buying a newer vehicle. And uh, in the end, you know, you pay interest for 25 years on an asset that you can actually, if you apply your mind now and, and you, you have the uh, discipline to, to, to save a bit of money over the next three years, then you go and buy your next vehicle. And uh, by the time you're 50, you could actually have a second house with all that interest that you've, you've um um, right. So yeah, not everybody is able to to go and afford a, a car case, but rather than buy something cheaper, and uh, if you could do that, you, you'll be light years ahead of the rest. 
I think I think you've you've hit uh, one of the biggest flaws in in the whole financial planning uh, market in South Africa for for individuals is firstly, and I, I'm 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 sorry to generalize, but I think men spend too much money on cars. It's I, I noticed that just between myself and my wife, she's not as 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 married to brands as I am. Uh, and and then secondly, this this thing of having to impress the the, the neighbors and the family with a car. And and as you said, sometimes potential uh, potential spouses. I think there's nothing more impressive than a big investment account balance rather than a big debt balance because you got you bought a fancy expensive car that you can't really afford. Uh, and so I think you you know your point is right. You know the more the more we can buy our cars cash, the the less we will spend on them because the moment we realize we actually have to do that transfer uh, and there's lots of zeros on that transfer, then it's a different story to saying well it's only. The eight thousand rand a month debit order of my bank account, as opposed to saying, "Well, it's four hundred thousand rand cash that I'm going to move out of my account." The, the, suddenly, we start to spend a lot less on cars. And I think, you know, if we could convince the financial institutions to only finance cars for two or three years instead of six now or seven potentially, th- that would help financially a lot. But obviously, the the dealers would, uh, especially the new car sales, would hate that. So, so I think that's power advice. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And, I can't agree more. <laughs> and, but and uh, fun, it would be hard to break. Yeah, and and fun. Uh, the 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 whole of the the lockdown experience. I've I've heard you talk about it in the in the past, but has that had a, a kind of a material change on the on the on the industry? Is it now a good time to be to be a buyer of 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 secondhand cars? As you know, or is it is it not really such a big impact anymore? Um, well, I think that time is over. Um. Just after after lockdown last year, um, it was a great time to to buy a vehicle. Um, so so we, we saw a, sort of like a wave come through where where a lot of dealers were sitting with inventory. They were scared. They were out of cash flow because they needed to pay for three months salaries, uh, overheads without any income being generated. We were in a similar situation, and uh, so so all the prices were dropped and moved. They, they, they just disposed of vehicles into the market. We saw that with rental um, companies um, disposing of their fleets because tourism was dead, dead for the net foreseeable future. And they were sitting with those assets. Those were offloaded in the market. But they've, they've all filtered into the market now. Now, there's a big shortage currently of good quality secondhand stock. Um, uh, even um, some of the... the, the OEMs um, don't have stock. So, for instance, I uh, heard that if you want to buy a new Toyota Land Cruiser, for instance, right now, they don't have stock. Uh, uh, Land Rover Discoveries, they weren't in stock a while back. I'm not sure about right now. So, so there's a big shortage, and, and that drives prices up. And there's, um, so we've seen it before, you know, and, and it's what's, what's interesting is the new car prices went up way above inflation. So, so it creates this gap between the, the what used vehicle values used to be and what New car prices are now it's pulling up secondhand value. So most car dealers are, are retailing vehicles way over the retail value currently. Um, now for the banks it's difficult because when they want to finance that asset, you know they look at the book values and they see all right this vehicle retails for three hundred thousand rand and they're only willing to finance three hundred thousand rand. But the dealers are selling it for three fifty, three eighty, and those customers don't necessarily want to put down. A large deposit on those vehicles and therefore it also hampers the business we've seen it uh, uh, on our side as well so um, it definitely had an impact um, uh, on vehicle prices as far as the, the, the consumer behavior is concerned we've also seen uh, a huge shift to online so 
Um, people are spending, um, the, the, the time they spent on, on our website is longer. We have more visits, uh, more page views um, than what we've ever had, but we have less feet on our floor. So people browse and, and they shop online. And when they visit these, these um, facilities, they, they execute. So that they no longer tie a kick and just browse physically at the locations. When they are there, they were there with intent. Now, whether this is something um, that will be a permanent change, I'm not sure. Um, one could argue that it's simply because of COVID-19. People are scared. You know, they'd rather stay at home than go and browse for vehicles. Um, what, one positive thing, you know, that we um, that came out of this is we were developing our online auction platform um, since 2018, um, and then uh, last year when COVID came, it wasn't ready yet. But during that time, we finished it and we launched it and we started selling cars online. Um, so, so as we speak now, we're already selling a third of all our vehicles online, sight unseen. Unbelievable. Um, so um, this, this portal is mainly used by dealers who, who know and trust our system because um, uh, the, the portal gives a lot of information about the vehicle. There's transparency, it generated trust, and, and the user experience is such that you know, it's easy to partake um, and participate in that auction. Um, so a, a typical dealer who buys vehicles from us, he will buy one in Durban today, one in Cape Town, two in Gauteng, and, and then uh, it will be delivered to them and, and, and sight unseen. But they trust it because we also use DECRA, um, who, who do a fully full um, test on the vehicle, uh, condition test, et cetera, roadworthy. So they know all the little issues that might be there with the vehicle. And now that's available to the public to view as well. And it just generates trust. So even if it's a, a vehicle with many faults, at least you can see it and you can make an informed decision uh, when buying the vehicle. And I mean, most of us have, have very little clue about cars. So to get a, a trusted kind of you know a place like that makes a lot of sense to me. And especially in the online world, I don't think we're going backwards. I, I think uh, online becomes a, a massively growing theme everywhere. You know, and South Africa might be a bit slow to catch up, but when we do, we go for it. Uh, Fine, we, we we're we're running out of time, and I, and I'm desperate to ask you one more question. And it's it's a question I love to ask. Uh, you, you know, successful business people. Uh, and, and that's um, the, the trick question, which is, if you had to meet, meet the 18-year-old or 21-year-old version of yourself, what would you tell him now with all the experience that you've had? What would be the one kind of golden key piece of advice that you would give him? Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually a very shy person. Um, so when I was at school um, and you had to do an uh, oral in front of the class or a little speech or something of that nature, I, I always declined. And, and I said, I'll, I'll make the points up elsewhere, but I, I don't like speaking in front of people. And uh, we didn't have money to go and study. Uh, my, my parents couldn't afford for me to go and study. So when I was in matric, you know, I, I had limited options as to what I was going to do. I was either going to join the police um, and or go and work somewhere. But then our guidance counselor said, no, I must go study teaching. And uh, I thought, no, there's just no way. But she applied on my behalf and I got in there and that's where I started gaining a bit of confidence. Um, so, um, yeah, if I could give my 18 year old some advice, it would be to, less, to be less shy and, and just to, to be more upfront. Um, uh, there's the saying, uh, who doesn't ask, doesn't get, you know, and, and to be a little bit more aggressive. I think, you know, to be a bit more um, uh, uh, risky because we've always been very conservative in all our business moves, even, 
to some people, we might seem like an overnight success. We've never, ever, ever taken risk. You know, so I would have probably been a bit more aggressive in building the business. Um, but uh, at the same time, I think those years of being conservative laid a solid foundation. Um, but yeah, to be less shy. Back yourself, it sounds like. And, and Fawn, thank you so much. Fawn Van der Walt, co-founder and CEO of We Buy Cars. It's been awesome to have you on the show. Really uh, can't thank you enough. And, and uh, we hope to chat to you again one day. Thanks, Warren. Greatly privileged to be here. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.